You're listening to the Anti-Hustle Club podcast, a show where nothing is off limits. It's about making the ordinary extraordinary, bringing compassion, humor, and humility to our human experience, leaning into discomfort and going after our dreams. I'm your host, Ginny, and I created this podcast to shine a light on shame and stigma, to bring friendship and light to loneliness and darkness, and bring together a community of business owners who just get it. Here, myself and my guests share the unfiltered truth of juggling business with family, relationships, health, and more, the silent struggles and the celebrations. My hope is that this podcast is living, breathing evidence that you are enough and gives you the courage and confidence to be your authentic self, to turn and face inwards and love all of who you are and to stop shaming yourself into hustle and burnout and instead build a life of freedom. This is the Anti-Hustle Club way. It is roughly, uh, well, it's 9.45am now after a couple of false starts on this recording uh, on a Saturday morning at the end of the Easter holidays. And I am sat downstairs in my pyjamas. I haven't washed my face, brushed my hair or my teeth or anything yet because I woke up, realised the children were still asleep and crept down the stairs to uh, get some work done before they wake up. Oh, the joys of parenting. Sure, you can relate. So, I don't really know what spurred me on to decide today that I would record a podcast. I've toyed with the idea over the last six months or so, but it definitely wasn't at the front of my mind. Um, but you know, I'm an open channel and I take the intuitive hits, and we're going for it. So, um, what do I want to talk about on this podcast really. The ride of being a business owner, a business owner, a parent, um, someone who's reached the middle of their life. I'm 40 um, and all the ups and downs that that brings um, because it really is a roller coaster, especially the business part. There's no handbook. Right. And something that I have felt really keenly through my adult life is loneliness Loneliness in relationships, but also in business. Um, because when you're a visionary, when you're chasing a dream, when you're going after something without evidence that it works, that is number one, scary as fuck. And number two, what can often happen is your closest circle, your friends and family, the people who are supposed to love and support you the most and who do love and support you the most are the ones often that will drag you back down. Because they're worried for you. They don't want you to take risks. They don't want you to not be secure financially. It'd be much better if you just stayed in a stable, secure nine to five job, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I'm on about here. You've heard it all before, I'm sure. And that can be really lonely, really isolating and make it really difficult for you to actually pursue your dreams because it does contribute to the self-doubt. So I just wanted to hit on some of these topic, topics in this podcast. And this feels really real for me right now because I am two years into my journey of trying to build an online business. So I 
have been self-employed, a business owner since I was 25 years old. Um, before that, I'd had several outdoorsy jobs, um, working on farms, looking after horses, that kind of thing. Then I went to university. Um, I did a year halfway through university working for a chartered surveyor because that's what my degree was related to. And I hated it. And I actually got a grade D for employability. Um, <laughs> uh, and then from there, I had two corporate jobs. And um, I think the first one was about a year long. And the second one was about a year long. And then I came out of employment and I've been self-employed ever since. I think that's quite typical for people with ADHD or who are just particularly bright, creative types don't tend to do well um, in boxes. So that was definitely me. Um, so, yeah, I've been self-employed for a long time and um, really always along the same themes. I set myself up as what I called a lifestyle assistant. I wanted to be a person who made people's lives easier. Um, and being kind of very multi-passionate and creative, I wanted to offer lots of different services. So I was sort of offering like a Girl Friday type service. So doing errands, working in an office, um, managing a household, looking after children, looking after horses. I was an absolute horse nut um, all my life. Um, dog walking, you know, all that sort of stuff. And um, initially I did really well with this business. I earned a lot of money and then I moved to a different county. And um, when I tried to resurrect it, because I'd had a baby, so I'd had a little break in this new area, all anybody wanted was cleaning services. Um, much to my dismay. <laughs> so the business morphed into a cleaning company, which is still running today, nearly a decade later. And that's been my kind of online experience. I built a company I'm super proud of. Uh, we have 100% five-star Google reviews, which is really very rare in my industry, particularly when we've been established for such a long time. Um, I pay my staff well above the average. I'm not talking the minimum or, or the living wage, well above. Uh, and I really look after them. And all of my staff members are long standing. You know, they come and work for me and then they stay. We're a small team. We look after each other. We're mostly single mums um, who have um, suffered from domestic violence or abuse or needed to get themselves out of a situation. It's something that was important to me when I started the business was to give back to the community in some way. And, and this is the way that I've ended up doing it and supporting single parents. Um, and although it's the business was sort of born out of, I don't know, it just evolved by accident. Um, it's not been something that I'm truly passionate about. Actually, you know, you ought to see my own home. It's... <laughs> Cleaning is not something I like to do, <laughs> especially not if I've been doing it for someone else and then I come home, you know, it's the last thing I want to be thinking about. But what I did with this business is I learned um, how to run a team, how to, uh, you know, manage staff, how to hire, how to fire, 
how to um, work with my brain because there's lots of things that I find really challenging um, as a neurodivergent person. And I managed to build something very lean that can be managed sort of on a very part-time basis, really. Um, and I just did this, I guess, by trial and error. Um, and, you know, I had to go at things like scaling the business up to um, that level. And then I found personally for me that that was a lot. I felt like I was juggling too much. It was too many staff. It was too many jobs. It was too much going on. Then there was going to be the whole thing of figuring out the tax and getting an accountant because I'd been doing my own taxes. And it just felt like somewhere I didn't really want to go. Um, and, you know, when you cross the VAT threshold, you have to really double down on your productivity, um, increase your output by at least double before you start turning a profit again. And I just never wanted to be that size of operation. So um, I scaled the business back down. So I've had lots of room to play um, in that business and, and then was bringing an awful lot of skills to the online space. What I wasn't ready for, though, is what an absolute head fuck the online space is. If you choose to um, market your business organically on social media, you need to be an absolute iron woman to do that without having some serious wobbles. It is so noisy out there. There is so much going on. It is really almost impossible to keep your blinkers on, put your head down and just do your thing without looking around and comparing yourself to other people and having like massive self-doubt because everybody's throwing rocks at each other because it's part of their marketing strategy, you know, getting triggered every five minutes by what other people are saying. It is really tough out there and I was not prepared for it at all. Um, but again, actually two years in the online space <laughs> almost makes me a veteran. <laughs> by online standards I have seen so many people come and go in this time and you know that's not funny it's sad it's really sad and people who I you know was sort of looking up to when I first entered the arena who were doing really well and whatever and you know they just burn out and they drop off and it's they can't make it work without the constant hustle and grind and they disappear which is actually really sad. So I'm I'm somewhat of a dinosaur by online standards um I'm just gonna have a bit of coffee Mm. And so I slowly brought my learnings, I guess, from the offline space, the things that I learned about juggling a family um, and, you know, my crazy brain, my sort of chaotic, disorganized approach to life, um, everything I'd learned running a business around those things I brought to the online space and the anti-hustle club was born because I noticed um, that and you know this is just where I stepped into the online space right I happened to to go into it via an ad um, to learn affiliate marketing and I found myself in the middle of um, you know bro marketers paradise right so I was very much surrounded by that kind of patriarchal hustle grind the 5am club you know we all have the same 24 hours in a day 
this kind of stuff, right? Um, and I just, you know, I just think there's another way. I think there's another way. Everything works. Everything works. The important thing is to find what is aligned with you. So the Anti-Hustle Club was born. And again, this is just really my evolution and the things that I've learned through my time experimenting in the online arena. And again, making stuff fit with my brain, my lifestyle, and running another business. Because what um, I had going on was the my offline business, my cleaning business, I grew um, whilst I was um, struggling with problem drinking. I was trapped in an abusive marriage. Um, I had dreadful postnatal depression and subsequent bouts of depression. Um, you know, I had all this stuff going on. Uh, I separated from my husband two years ago um, and I was totally unprepared for how much of a toll emotionally that would take um, on me and my children, which looking back seems so bloody naive but honestly I was just so done and desperate to get out and I finally found the balls to to do it I wasn't expecting the emotional fallout and of course you know children do not see things the same way that we as adults do and I hadn't thought that through either so um you know there was that it's been a lot it's been a lot and I've learned a huge amount so, um, like I say, the Anti-Hustle Club was born and what I've tried to do is just share with, with my community the things that, that I've learned along the way that have, that have helped and the things that I've noticed keep cropping up for me. So a big one is identity. Um, that's a topic that I love to talk about and perhaps we'll cover that off in another podcast or another time. Um, but how easy it is to lose your identity in this very noisy environment you know you tend to follow other people you pedestal them perhaps you look up to them you think they're everything that you want to be and if you're not careful you kind of become a clone of them you start to sound like them you start to not be able to think without reading what they've had to say this is so common um and also other things you know we have all this information at our fingertips now. Um, you know, lots of people, for example, are getting diagnosed with ADHD in later life. And um, I've seen lots of people kind of trip over with um, with this stuff where something like an ADHD diagnosis becomes their entire identity and it becomes disempowering and it becomes like a bit of a crutch, right? So, finding something like that out about yourself is huge and it can answer so many questions and it can really put some demons to rest um and then there seems to be a tipping point where some people go all the way over that point and become completely disempowered by this new knowledge and you'll you know look around online look scroll tiktok videos go into groups um, and you will easily find people who kind of start and end their sentences with it's because of my ADHD or I can't so and so because of my ADHD, which in most cases is not true. Um, you know, there are people who have who have it really, really severely. 
But for the majority of people, <clears throat> there is absolutely a way to fit into quote unquote normal society. Um, and, you know, like I say, it just becomes this kind of disempowering identity, which actually doesn't serve them. So that's something that I like to talk about a lot. Um, loneliness, I think I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, but I can't be sure because this is my third attempt at recording this morning. Um, loneliness is something I've really battled um, both privately and in business because I was in this very controlling relationship. I wasn't allowed to go out. Um, it was very difficult for me to have friendships outside of the marriage, um, which was really extremely lonely. And, um, you know, add to that, owning and running a business is also quite a lonely journey. Um, you know, we get, I don't want to say dragged down, but we, you know, people who are supposed to be close to us will be concerned that we're taking undue risk. Um, people won't get it always. You know, being a leader involves leaping without evidence, right? And a lot of people don't get it. And it can be really hard to keep going when you feel like the people who, who love you the most don't agree, okay, um, who aren't behind you, who aren't backing you. That can be really difficult. So loneliness is another topic. Um, what else do I like to talk about a lot? <clears throat> Fear and resistance, because these are huge for me, absolutely huge. Um, only this morning... And I coach on this stuff, right? Only this morning, I was thinking, oh, I think it's time to build my website. I use Linktree, right? I use Linktree, I use funnels. And I don't know, there must be something in the air this morning. I wake up on this Saturday morning and decide I'm going to record a podcast and build a website. It's so ADHD, it's hilarious. Um, and anyway, so I go into my software and I'm looking and then as I go out to make a coffee, my little inner bitch starts and she's like, you're doing this as a distraction from what you should be doing, right? You should be doing blah, 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 blah. And you're going to go down a rabbit hole with this. And this is literally just you avoiding selling out your challenge because I, I'm running a challenge that's, that's starting on May the 1st. I've no idea when this will go to air, by the way, if ever. So we're currently in April 2023. It might be like <laughs> 2033 by the time I actually release this. <laughs> so I was doing this to myself, right? I was shaming myself. I was cross-questioning myself. I was starting to become full of self-doubt. And, you know, I'm a freaking coach on this kind of thing. But the thing is, this is so heavily conditioned into us that it's very subconscious and there is no fixing it curing it healing it unchildhood traumatizing it whatever the word is right it's just there and the trick is to become aware of it and then laugh at the absurdity of your own brain braining right um but it's it's you know something that I still experience every single day. And by the way, I'm really not sure whether this podcast and website thing is a distraction from <laughs> selling my challenge. I don't think so, because I'm super excited about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think as long as you understand that when your brain is braining on you, it is just kind of 
the lizard part of your brain trying to protect you, then it's easier to show yourself some compassion and just move forward. Because what we tend to do is the inner bitch starts with the the shaming and um, introducing the self-doubt and the mad overthinking. And then what we do is we further shame ourselves for for descending into that overthinking so oh overthinking again i always do this blah 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 blah, and it layers upon layers upon layers like all this crud and it's you know it's difficult to to work your way out of that it's like sinking sand right so um i try to always keep good humor um understand that i'm just doing my best (laughs) in this human existence um, but for me personally, turning 40 was very much an opportunity to draw a line in the sand and step the fuck over it, right? To take my power back because I spent my life um, kind of setting off fires and explosions, metaphorically speaking, blowing my life up. Um, really, yes, blowing my life up and then running away and not really facing the consequences and you know i think my nervous system has been in all places all all kinds of places over the years um in this sort of constant fight or flight mode and i just felt like you know enough is enough i just i need to <clears throat> start embracing life now because we don't really know if and i don't want to get too deep here but we don't really know if if there's anything after this do we this might be our only opportunity to have this human experience on this giant floating rock and I want to make the most of it. I don't want to keep having to pick up the pieces after I've fucked everything up. So that's kind of my whole thing. That's what I love to share in my community. Um, That's kind of the um, energy, I guess, behind the Anti-Hustle Club. And obviously the strategy is things like time management, productivity, accountability, um, healthy habits and habit stacking, and really just understanding how you can work with your brain, because that's such a big one, and how you can work in alignment, because a lot of us are doing like our best to be consistent, but we're kind of consistently doing the wrong thing, which is so counterproductive and exhausting, and it leads to burnout, hello, been there, So I'm really trying to educate people on how to, um, I guess, get what they wanted out of their business, right? When you start a business, you do it because you want freedom. You don't want to be told what to do, what to wear, what time to show up, what time you have to work till. All of these things are stuff that you don't want anymore. And so it's introducing the freedom back into what you're doing, um, giving you the confidence to um, make better decisions, helping you build the muscle of, um, some would call it discipline, some would call it perseverance. Um, I like to call it devotion. You know, leaning into your business and not not being afraid to just lean up against that discomfort yeah um without going into burnout territory but absolutely understanding that having a business does require work it requires courage it requires leaning in it requires taking bold leaps without any evidence okay so this is all the stuff that i love to help people with um in my community and um Besides that, we just generally have a laugh at um, 
at life and the absurdity of it. Um, I'm kind of famed for wearing Crocs and everyone takes the piss out of me for that. <laughs> I'm a little bit sweary, which, you know, either you like or you don't like. But um, that is us in the Anti-Hustle Club. Um, I'm not really sure what this podcast is going to look like. Um, I kind of see lots of interviews with other midlife entrepreneurs, um, particularly people who are, you know, just trying to make the ordinary extraordinary. People who are doing this alongside juggling a family or maybe a full-time job or a part-time job. There's so many of us out there. People who have got silent battles going on um, that nobody knows about, chronic illness, um, maybe alcoholism. You know, there's so much of it around. Um, so I'd love to bring people like that on and have like real good chats with them. And um, I'm not really looking to achieve anything with this podcast. I just hope it's somewhere that you can come to and it kind of feels like home. You kind of feel like I get you and you're not alone because you're not alone and I do get you. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can find our community on Facebook at the Anti-Hustle Club. You can follow me on TikTok, Instagram and YouTube and download free resources on my website, theantihustleclub.com. I'll put all of the links in the show notes and until then, keep going. You rock. <laughs>